Hi, thank you for being here today. For the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. I believe so many folks today are ready to experience enlightenment. I also believe that folks would like to experience more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. If that describes you, well then, welcome to the Kate T. Benson podcast, where I, your host, Kate T. Benson, provide straightforward, actionable information about achieving enlightenment and experiencing more good and less bad along the way. So it turns out that we can experience enlightenment and we can have more good and less bad the same way. And that is by reframing our identity. And in the last two episodes, I talked about how reframing our identity means one thing if our end goal is enlightenment, and it means something else if our end goal is experiencing more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. To talk more about those differences, I gave some background in the first episode on what identity is. I mentioned that I did my master's at AM focused on identity. And that out of the hundreds of thousands of pages I've read on the nature of identity, the best way I've come up with to summarize it is that your identity is all the answers you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. You remember that? The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And I suggested that grown-up Alice might say, oh, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. The takeaway being that all of those things, being a partner, a mother, a researcher, a part-time firefighter, and a stamp collector are all a part of Alice's identity. That each one is a part of Alice's sense of self or what it means to Alice to be Alice. Then in episode two, I talked about reframing our identity. If our end goal is experiencing more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. And I suggested that we can reframe our identity just by changing our answers to the Cheshire Cat's question and doing the work that we need to do to support ourselves in changing those answers. And I gave an example for Alice because in Alice's case, it turned out that as a firefighter, that there was actually another type of fire that Alice has really been wanting to fight. So changing identity for Alice meant identifying that there was this other type of fire that they'd rather fight, and then doing the inner and outer work that needed to be done to fight those other types of fires. The inner work is about Alice knowing that they're good enough to face the competition and include things like giving themselves permission to want what Alice really wants. And the outer work is about manifesting our desired reality, which would include things like doing background research and requesting a job transfer. So yeah, in a nutshell, 
Reframing our identity to achieve more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment is about fighting the types of fires that we want to fight and doing the inner and outer work that's needed to support us getting there. The focus of today's show is reframing our identity, but with the end goal of enlightenment. When we're starting with the end goal of enlightenment, then reframing our identity is much more extreme. In a nutshell, reframing our identity with the end goal of enlightenment means being able to tell the Cheshire cat that the question, who are you, just isn't applicable. It's no longer applicable because when we're starting with the end goal of enlightenment, then reframing our identity means making ourselves into a blank slate. The idea of a blank slate comes from John Locke, who had the theory that man was born a a blank slate. Picture a flat surface like a table with nothing on it. This is what Locke meant by blank slate. Now picture that table covered with things. And then picture yourself using your arms to slide everything off the table so that the table is blank. And that's what it means to blank slate something or blank slating. Okay, so reframing our identity with the end goal of enlightenment is basically blank slating our identity. It's taking our life's work, and I mean that literally, all the answers to the Cheshire Cat's question that we worked so hard to achieve and wiping them off the table. So for grown-up Alice, that would mean taking each one of Alice's answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? Remember, Alice says, I'm a partnered mother, researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. And wiping it clean. Wiping each of those from Alice's mind giving it up, letting it go, as if it's no longer a part of Alice's sense of who they are. So Alice is no longer a partner, no longer a mom, no longer a part-time researcher, no longer a firefighter, and no longer a stamp collector. And then Alice has to grieve that they're no longer a mom, no longer a part-time researcher, no longer a firefighter, and no longer a stamp collector. Okay, let's turn this into an exercise and just pretend for a moment that your list looks like Alice's. Let's say you're a partnered mother, researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. So first, you'll have to give each up in your head. Just let it go, as if it's no longer a part of your sense of who you are. You are no longer a partner, no longer a mom, no longer a part-time researcher, no longer a firefighter, no longer a stamp collector. And then you need to really feel it. You need to grieve that you are no longer a partner, no longer a mom, 
no longer a part-time researcher, no longer a firefighter, no longer a stamp collector. The purpose of this practice is to try to accept that you, who you really are, is not actually any of those things. If you need any kind of argument about that, consider that no matter what changes about your answers, being a partner, being a mom, a stamp collector, or a researcher, whether that change is due to choice or forbid the death of your spouse or your child, no matter what, you're still you. Things are different. It takes time. And some holes can never be filled. But you're still you. And that means that who you really are was deeper than any of those things to begin with. But that's just the first step. The true blank slate goes even deeper than that. So the next step in blank slating is grieving every possible replacement answer that Alice might ever have to the Cheshire Cat's question. And this is because the real goal of blank slating in order to achieve enlightenment is being able to tell the Cheshire Cat that the question, who are you? It just isn't applicable. And it isn't applicable because Alice let go of being a somebody, of being a person who has an identity. So going to a deeper level means you have to let go of being a somebody. And to do that, you have to grieve the loss of every possible replacement answer you might ever have or come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question. Like, I'll be a doctor, or I'll be a clarinet player, or I'll help down at the local YMCA. Another reason why this part is so important is because we're so accustomed to interacting in the world from the vantage point of someone who has identities. If we lose an identity, we usually tend to just swap and find a new identity. In that way, the ego is kind of like a Pez dispenser, if you remember those. There's lots of different types of flavors of Pez, and the, the Pez dispenser doesn't care what flavor of Pez it dispenses. The ego is the same way. It just wants an identity. It doesn't care what kind of identity it is. It'll even take an unhappy identity, just so long as it has one. In other words, the ego is happy so long as it has some set of answers to the Cheshire Cat's question. And our goal here is blank slating or giving up our answers. Okay, so let's turn this into an exercise again and just pretend for a moment. So in your mind, we're going to literally practice walking through some possible replacement identities 
and then practice grieving those possible replacement identities. So, oh, I know, I'll be a doctor and a clarinet player and I'll volunteer down at the local YMCA and then literally grieve. So, oh, I will never be a doctor. I will never be a clarinet player. I will never help down at the local YMCA. There are, of course, a nearly infinite variety of possible identities that you could use as replacements. But just conjure up a bunch of possibilities and then let them go and grieve them. And then when you have no more answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? Then ask yourself, who am I? If I am none of my current identities and none of my replacement identities, if I am none of those things, then who am I? And when there are no more possible identities and no more arguments that arise in response, you will know the answer is I am being itself. And you will feel the experience of that answer, which is enlightenment. For me, I confronted this new reality where I wasn't any of my current identities or any of my replacement identities, where I had no identity and where I knew that the loss of my identities didn't diminish me in any way. And I just sat along the shore of the abyss, the void, the nothing for a while and just accepted it. And then I asked myself, if I have no identities, but I'm not any less than I was with all of those identities, then who am I? And I experienced the most profound moment of my life, which was knowing that I am I, the universal I, or being itself. And knowing that there is just one I, and that my I and your I is the same as everyone else's. What I felt was indescribable. I felt it from the top of my head into my bones. And once you know the universal I, once you feel it, you completely understand how someone could devote their lives to the pursuit of spiritual practice. Okay, so I've been talking a lot. At the outset today, I talked about the fact that for the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. And that not only can we all experience enlightenment, but that we can experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way. And I mentioned that we can achieve both enlightenment as well as more good and less bad in the same way, which is by reframing our identity. To provide some background for talking about those differences, I shared my favorite summary for identity, which is that your identity is all the answers you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? 
and I suggested that grown-up Alice might say, oh, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Meaning that all of those things, being a partner, a mother, a researcher, a part-time firefighter, and a stamp collector, are a part of Alice's identity. Then in the last episode, I talked about reframing our identity if our end goal is experiencing more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. And I suggested that the way to reframe our identity is by changing our answers to the Cheshire Cat's question and doing the inner and outer work that's needed to support us in bringing about the changes that we identify as mattering to us. And I gave the example of Alice saying that they wanted to uh, be a different kind of firefighter. But also that Alice was nervous about the competition and so had some inner work to do about seeing themselves as good enough. And then outer work to do in order to actually bring about those changes. And then I talked about the heart of today's show, which was how to reframe identity in order to experience enlightenment. And I said that if we're trying to achieve enlightenment, then rather than changing answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, it's a situation where when the Cheshire Cat asks, who are you? The answer is that the question just isn't applicable. And I called this blank slating and said that in order to achieve enlightenment, that we have to blank slate our identity. And then we practice naming our various identities and letting them go and grieving them. And then we practice coming up with replacement identities and letting them go and grieving those as well. And then because we knew that the loss of those identities didn't diminish us in any way, we could see that we are not any of our current identities or any of our replacement identities. And then we asked ourselves, okay, if I am none of those things, then who am I? And when we knew that we're no longer any of our various identities, then we knew that I am I. I am being itself. And when you know that what you are is the universal I, being itself, that there is just one I, and that your I is the same as everyone else's I, and you feel the experience of that answer, that's enlightenment. Okay, I wanna mention that I think there are a lot of spiritual teachers when they're talking about enlightenment, they're focused on letting go of your identity entirely. And I have a different opinion. I think that letting go of your identity entirely is necessary as an experience in order to experience enlightenment. But I think that day in and day out reality requires that we're a person. And so I think it's essential to have a set of answers to the Cheshire Cat's question. And not only do I think it's essential to have a set of answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, but I think it's essential to have a set of answers to the question that really work for you so that you're living your unique potential. 
Because when you're living your unique potential, you're living a life filled to the brim with meaning and purpose, which it's which is what it's really all about. Thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. An audio download is coming soon that walks step-by-step through what we talked about today, letting go of various identities to reach enlightenment. If you're interested, sign up for my newsletter at kttbenson.com and you'll be the first to know. When you sign up, you'll receive a special report on a nature mindfulness practice. It's a practice that folks have been using for thousands of years on their journey to enlightenment. And it was a huge part of my practice. Also, I accept and am so very grateful for my listeners' support. If you're able, you can support the show. There are links on my website in the product pages. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kate T. Benson. And there is also a developing Kate T. Benson community on Facebook. Thank you so much for your time. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Namaste.